This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a very volatile week. Bennett Consulting market analyst Matt Bennett says traders seem to be covering short positions in the grains. Yeah, you know, you come into this week after a really rough week last week, uh, you know, it was pretty much straight down uh, on some of these contracts. Come in a little bit of a dead cap bounce possibly. Maybe we've got more going than that. I do know that over the weekend there's a lot of talk about dry conditions moving forward. Forecast looks really dry. But, you know, I'll tell you, Randy, this time of year, it's not the end of the world. You know, like here in Illinois, for instance, it's, uh, you know, most of this corn is, oh, I don't know, six to eight leaf stage level. And quite frankly, dry weather right now isn't a bad thing, you know, give you a chance to root down and whatnot. Grain markets saw its two-sided trade off and on all week. Corn Belt marketing, market analyst Sam Hudson said the grains are seeing a lot of choppy waters. You know, from a fundamental standpoint, it looks like we, you know, we're on the mend here with this new crop with acres going in the ground. Planting progress still well ahead of pace uh, with the exception of North Dakota. But uh, I don't know that we can argue such a you know, dramatic loss there that it's going to have a, a huge splash and effect on the, on the overall balance sheet with the demand that we've lost so far. So, um, you know, without, uh, you know, any real meaningful, you know, informa- fresh information to hang on to, uh, you know, we're kind of left bound by, uh, you know, the prospect for a weather problem. And the only thing to talk about is the dry central corn belt. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says this grain market is trying to build in a weather story. You take a forecast and you can trust it. You know, you can trust it a, a few days out. Um, and the extended forecast is kind of a, a estimate, right? And so now we're we're 10 to 14 days out without precipitation for parts of Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and we know just how how limited precipitation some of those areas have already had. And so the question is, at this point, you know, does this dry concern, does it really damage the crop? And I think this is what the market is struggling with right now for corn, is no, not necessarily, right? U.S. Commodities President Don Rose, the traders pretty much squared positions going into the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Very volatile weekend, and, you know, I think this uh, last two weeks is probably a prelude to what the summer's going to be like, and that's very volatile. Uh, big uh, trade to the upside on corn this week. Soybeans uh, followed a little bit, but, um, you know, it's one of those that uh, corn's the one's first at risk, and Corn's the one that really down in the southwest, the supplies are just incredibly tight. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp said the livestock markets have been mixed as well. Got the cattle a little bit lower. Finally, some rebound strength for the hogs. We'll see if they can hold it or not. We finally had the uh, cash come up to the futures, and the futures come down to the cash. So some curve convergence there ultimately lends that market some support. We've seen some elevated slaughters, but it is uh, owing to a big uh, sow liquidation. So maybe later in the summer we're going to see stocks in in production a little bit tighter on that end. Still wondering, you know, that about the the cattle space, too, the dynamic of, uh, you know, liquidation over these past several years. Feeder cattle and hogs struggled, but the live cattle market found some decent strength, according to Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Brian Strumman. A stronger cash trade this week and tightening supplies continue to offer support. The futures are at a discount to the cash, and the cold storage report report also showed uh, smaller stocks. So a good day in the live cattle. Feeders were sharply lower, uh, coming back now to trade uh, just with small losses. 
Again, we're trading at contract highs, uh, but the strength in the core market today added that early pressure. And the lean hogs continue to struggle, uh, posting new contract lows again today. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Microessentials from the Mosaic Company delivers better nutrient uptake using a patented fusion technology. What happens is we have this reaction with our phosphorus and with our elemental sulfur in that soil profile that gives us a 28 to 30 percent better nutrient, better phosphorus uptake with microessentials than what you do with, say, a MAP blend with sulfur with other products. Ask your local retailer about smarter crop nutrition with microessentials. Be listening for the Sugar Beet Report every Thursday at 12.50 on most of these Red River Farm Network stations. Each week, we'll talk with industry representatives, agronomists, and extension specialists and get the latest update on the Sugar Beet crop. The Sugar Beet Report, every Thursday at 12.50 during Agriculture Today. The Sugar Beet Report, brought to you by Sess Vanderhoff, Bayer Crop Science, H&S Manufacturing, and Amity Technology. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. Farm groups ranging from Farm Bureau to commodity groups representing corn, wheat, beef, and pork are celebrating the Supreme Court decision regarding the EPA's jurisdiction over waters of the United States. The Environmental Working Group is not happy. EWG President Ken Cook said the Supreme Court's ruling undermines the EPA's authority to prevent damage to wetlands from farm pollution and other industrial activities. National Cattlemen's Beef Association Chief Counsel Mary Thomas Hart says the ruling will affect change in wetlands policy made by the Biden administration last year. The, the holding against the significant nexus test is certainly at a minimum going to require the Biden administration to pull their 2023 definition back um, for some serious reconsideration and, and revisions. Um, more work to be done there, um, but today I think, I think today's the day to celebrate. Earlier this year, judges in North Dakota and Texas temporarily blocked enforcement of the Biden wetlands rule in 26 states. EPA Administrator Michael Regan said the agency is still evaluating the Supreme Court decision on WOTUS. I am deeply disappointed uh, that the court uh, seemingly is taking away uh, EPA's ability that has been standing for 50 years, but we're going to have to take a close look at that. Meanwhile, the White House said the court ruling will take our country backwards. In a statement, President Joe Biden said it puts our nation's wetlands at risk of pollution and destruction, jeopardizing the clean water that American families and farmers depend on. The U.S. Meat Export Federation's spring conference was held this week. At the conference, USMEF Chair Dean Mayer said the organization is looking at several new markets. New frontiers would be, uh, you know, Africa's a new frontier, Indonesia, um, you know, we got the stables of Mexico, Korea, Japan, you know, there, there are stable markets, but we don't restrict, we continue to find new markets, we got staff in three new countries now, and we're excited about the future here. An atypical case of BSE has been found in a five-year or older beef cow at a South Carolina slaughter plant. The USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service said this cow is associated with a cattle herd in Tennessee. Atypical BSE is rare. It usually is found in older cattle and it happens spontaneously. USDA emphasizes the animal never entered the food chain and there is no risk to human health. Farm Bureau has signed right to repair agreements with Agco and Kubota. 
Similar agreements were signed by John Deere and CNH Industrial earlier this year. In total, the MOUs with these four brands represent 70% of the agricultural equipment sold in the United States. The House Agriculture Committee held a meeting this week to evaluate the effectiveness of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service and Farm Service Agency. FSA Administrator Zach Ducheneau stressed the importance of the CRP program. Our conservation programs really are fall in two to three different buckets. First is our, our conservation reserve program, and that is our largest private lands conservation program, one of the largest in the United States. And through CRP, we pay an annual rental rate to producers on a voluntary basis to engage in conservation measures that help preserve soil health and improve soil health for the future, improve wildlife habitat, and give them another option as they contemplate the economic realities of being an ag producer in this country. An extension to the Black Sea Grain Initiative was signed last week, but issues remain. One of the key Ukrainian ports has shut down operation because Russia is not allowing ships to enter. Russia claims it has been unable to export ammonia through a pipeline in Ukraine. Both sides are looking for leverage in the dispute over food, grain, and fertilizer exports. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. So most companies claim they have good people, good product, good customer service, but the question is how often? We go the extra mile to take care of our dealers and our growers, and more importantly, their families and their customers. Proceed tries to bring a family-like experience. Farmers, we want to understand what their challenges are. We also want to bring products to them that help them overcome those challenges so that they can be as successful as possible. Need seed? Think Proceed. Proceed.net. Great seed at a reasonable price. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Much of the Midwest remains dry and continues to see good planting progress. World Weather Incorporated says the Midwest will see more sunshine than rain over the next couple of weeks, which should allow planting to be completed in many areas. World Weather says rains could be frequent enough, though, in the northern plains to cause some planting delays, but the rain will be beneficial for the crops that are already in the ground. Weather continues to be a market factor as well. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson says traders are watching a large portion of the Corn Belt that's short of moisture. And the forecast, like I said, that for late next week's a little wetter, but that's a ways out. I'm still quite concerned about this weather pattern. It sure feels dry. That east wind blows all day, all week long, and uh, with little or no rain, there's going to be some showers, but you know we need to... We need a general inch or two rain here in, as we get into the month of June. Dryness across portions of the Corn Belt expected to become a more of a major market factor. Ag Resource Company President Dan Bossi thinks Memorial Day holiday break will be the trigger point when traders really begin to focus on the weather. And if we come back from Memorial Day, and let's say it's June 1st, to just brought a, a, a number, and we still have dryness in the forecast for another 10 days or two weeks, that's when the market really gets engaged and starts to add weather premiums. So 
Today may be a precursor, but it's just too early to get overly excited right now. South Dakota State University Extension Forage Field Specialist Sarah Bowder says the winter wheat is really struggling. That we had a really rough year for winter wheat and and, uh, winter annuals. So some winter wheat is looking good and others, you know, it's just kind of fair. It's actually rated at 57% fair um, and 15% poor in South Dakota right now. So... Really, I think this it was a dry fall and then went into a rough winter for that wheat. So there has been a lot of wheat abandonment or just questions about how to beef up the wheat acres that folks have. Um, so hopefully we can save some stands and come out of that. At this point, I think people have made those decisions. Um, but oats and spring wheat will hopefully have a better chance because they didn't have to weather that dry fall and winter. South Dakota Corn Utilization Council President Chad Blindauer uh, farms at Mitchell, South Dakota. Blindauer has seen good emergence so far from the crops that were planted in April. I want to say we started around the the uh, 28th of April, I want to say. Um, and then, like I said, finished a couple of days ago. So especially um, these last few days with this with this warmer weather, and we're, we're fortunate enough last weekend to get an uh, inch and a half of rain. So... Combined with this warmer weather, it's really coming up quick um, and actually looks pretty good for the most part. Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association President Jake Thompson lives near Barnesville. And Thompson said timely rains are keeping weeds, pastures, and the alfalfa pretty healthy. Uh, weed pressure is coming a little bit. Um, not awful, but it's they're going to need to be sprayed pretty soon, especially with this warm weather. Um, yep, and we had some small grains that are up. Uh, they're looking pretty good. Otherwise, yeah, everything's coming along pretty well. Actually, where we're sitting here right now, this we had a field uh, to the south of here as well that I believe got about a inch and three quarters to two inches of rain when we at the farm uh, about four miles east of here had just a less under an inch. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it's definitely good to get some of them timely rains. The alfalfa and pastures are coming pretty well. World Weather Incorporated says uh, we could see some frequent rains here off and on throughout the next couple of weeks with temperatures pushing into the 80s and even 90s at times. That's a look at weather. This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. With Husky FX herbicide, there's strength in numbers. That's because it combines three modes of action to make one simple solution for resistance management for cereal growers. Husky FX offers broad-spectrum protection against kochia and other broadleaf weeds. So if you're worried about resistance, consider this. You're not working with the power of one, you're working with the whole pack. Husky FX Herbicide. Learn more at huskyfx.com. Always read and follow pesticide label directions. Not all products are registered in all states and may be subject to use restrictions. Check out the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website. The Marshall County Farm Service Agency in Warren, Minnesota has three program technician jobs available. The Ag Innovation Campus at Crookston has jobs posted. Recent listings also include American Crystal Sugar, AURI, RD Offutt Farms, and more. Find all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's at rrfn.com.